Hello, everyone. My name is Tom. Hi, Tom. Oh, hi, Andrea. Hi. Where are we now? We're in the other castle. And now we're in the other castle. Now we're in the other one. It's a castle built on podcasts and bunnies and candy. And video games. And video games. That's why we're here. Yes. Every week. We've done this bit before. So every week... Call us the fuck out immediately. (laughs) No, so every week we uh, go into the storylines of video games, as you all know who join us every week. And if you're new, welcome, we love you, and Tom will send you dick pics if you figure out what his phone number is. So they're going to have to hit me up and ask me for it? Yeah, personally. Oh, okay. No, no, they don't have to ask, they just, you just text your favorite two emojis, and Tom will send you a penis. No guarantee it's mine. Yeah, but like, depending on what emoji you send, that will determine the style and persona. Of the penis? Yes. Okay. So this would be the puppetry of the penis. It depends on what kind of stuff. Like, is there a marionette emoji? Did you get the new emoji update on your... Tom has an Android. I have an iPhone. Right. So I got the new emoji update where there's, like, that fabulous mermaid with the hair that I used to have. And, like, Ooh. there's dinosaurs and shit. There's, like, a sandwich. Like, there's is there, like, little... moving emojis, too, or something? That's on, like, the X, I think. Oh, okay. I don't fuck with that. I need the aux cord, so I still have a six and, like, cold dead hands. Right. Yeah, the new emojis dropped a little while ago, and everyone kind of, like, stared at it and was like... I don't know if I want an update. I don't know if I trust Apple right now. I got it. New emojis. I'm cool. Take my data. Don't give a fuck. That's the uh, update 11? I don't know. I don't know. The one that, like, messed up everybody's the letter I or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that one. That one, okay. I think there's some kind of, like, patches for it or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, I got a really long, angry text from my boss the other day that just got ruined because of that little uh, glitch on it. <laughs> like, the power of his text was, like... Completely start- taken away. Instead of being like, I hate you, it was like, I hate you. Yeah, exactly, kind of thing. It just looks ridiculous. And it's like, oh, you can't be angry and have a glitch on your uh, phone, can you? I kind of really love that, though, because I'm sure he was like, yeah, put my dick on the table. And Tom was like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, oh, this is cute. Okay, so anyway, let's I'm get really on. gay. <laughs> let's get on to the game. Uh, this is a big first for the other castle. Oh. This is our first AAA title. Oh, shit. We're going for the big leagues. I mean, I guess, I mean, Dead Rising is the closest we've had to a AAA title. It's not It's not there, though. It's not like top ring, like, no, heavy this, hitter. No, this is like, represents an entire system. Oh, shit. Today we are doing... Wait, can I ask questions before you get there? Okay. How would you define AAA title? AAA title is anything that is released ex- either like exclusive to a system, like your Mario's, oh. uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and this one, Halo Combat Evolved. Ugh. Oh, come on. You can't get upset about this one. Watch me, though. Okay, well... First of all, I wanted to make sure we iron out what AAA is because I've heard a few different versions of what AAA means. Okay. Some have said it's a franchise that hits a certain barometer of items sold, like it's that big of a game, Mm -hmm. and that's what defines it as AAA, so I'm glad that we ironed that out. Also, I don't give a shit about Halo. Let's do this. (laughs) You don't give a shit because you don't know about it yet. I don't. I think it's going to surprise you. Here's the thing, though. I think I don't give a shit because every guy that I've met that's played Halo was like such a trash fire well and like i'm sure there's nice ones out there yet to meet them here's the thing one of the things that has like ruined halo in a lot of ways was multiplayer 
Really? That ruined it? Well, because it was the first time the internet was given a voice to actually speak to each other. Oh, that's That was the first time we all had microphones and headsets and could yell at each other. So, Halo really was the first, like, original, like, big multiplayer, like, get online with people and shoot other people game? Yeah, it was... I mean, that was, like, big on PCs and stuff at the time. This is the first console one. How funny is it that you're wearing an Overwatch shirt while we're talking about the origins of Halo? Oh, my gosh, I really am. Tom is wearing a Lucio shirt. That wasn't planned, but... (laughs) Tom has several Lucio shirts. But, yeah, so I think that was a big part of what, like, where that whole mindset came from. The very first Halo, though, didn't have that yet. Okay, so the first Halo really was an action, like, story-driven game, but after that it turned into these, like first person shooter like calling each other the f-word and stuff and like yeah and you don't mean fuck no i say no. fuck all the time i say the fuck word but yeah i mean the bad fuck word the I mean, bad f-word yeah. yeah like you and i have played competitive games we can't play competitive games because i shit talk so much and it, you get personally offended by it and i come back hard i'm a mean ass bitch <laughs> right and you just and like we end up like actually fighting with each other yeah but that's where that came from was that first like from the halo world where it was like you can finally start talking shit to everybody that you're playing against you can't blame halo for our marital problems you fuck that is not a marital problem. That is a playing a video game where we have to compete against each other problem. We are already getting really aggro. I know, and we so haven't even Halo started. Does. Halo ruins marriages. And we don't fight. We like shit talk. We fight in sneaky ways. Like, I'll like put your shit in the freezer. Yeah, you've done that. Several times. Yeah. Anyway, so Halo is... Can I tell you what I think the story is? Okay. So I'm aware of Red vs. Blue and Rooster Teeth. How could you not be? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Oh, Tom is... You're, you're not moving, but I can see your eyes rolling. Um, so there's... I think they're aliens. They're, they're like stormtroopers, and they're real, real mad. And they're fighting over, let's say, resources. And probably an army of resources. And they're on a planet, and you identify them as red versus blue. It's very political. In today's climate. And it ends with a tie where they all become friends and put their efforts aside to share resources. No. Was I close? No. (laughs) You weren't even remotely close. They are red and blue though, right? No. Damn it! No, that's in multiplayer so you can just distinguish who's on the other team. Damn it! (laughs) So I had nothing right. Nothing right. Red versus blue is a completely different thing. That was, like, one of the first revolutionary machinima kind of situations, and that's off on its own entire thing. They I'm made so up entirely original storylines for that. That has nothing to do with the actual Halo universe. Like, I work in a pop culture field, so I should know about Halo because I've actually done some stuff with the franchise before. I know. This is super embarrassing. I hope this does not get back to anyone. Here's a little bit of history of the game for you, just to give you an idea. So I didn't get anything right. Nothing right whatsoever. Are they on a different planet? No. Fuck! I mean, yes, but no. It looks They're like... not on a planet at all. Son of a bitch. Yeah, you clearly don't know what... See? I think you're going to be surprised by what Halo's about. Okay, you know what? Change my mind. Show me the beauty of Halo. Okay. Because Halo 1 did have multiplayer, but it wasn't online multiplayer. 
I don't think I know anyone past high school who played Halo, so I probably just went to high school with a bunch of dickheads. Well, this game came out. It was from. It's made by Bungie, as you know, and was put out by Microsoft Studios, and it was a launch title for the original Xbox. Oh wow, which, the one that looks like the new Xbox. The so big. <laughs> right. Sorry. The VCR the size. VCR. Yeah. We're a Sony family. Totally was, but it came out on November fifteenth, two thousand one. Oof. So, so we're at sixteen years later. This game can drive. <laughs> yeah, right. This, That's creepy. This, this birthday, it's about to have its sixteenth birthday. And they they pull it out like last year or something, right? In sixteen or fifteen, they keep putting them out like every yeah, one. Yeah, no, years, there's, right? there's there's been one that's been out recently. Well, Bungie and like Microsoft separated, and, and three, that was four, a whole three thing. Yeah, like big stuff has happened since. But this is just, I want to focus more on what was going on then. Okay, so we're at November, towards the end of 2001. Right, kind of a rough, a rough time for America. Year. Yeah. <laughs> so people were looking to shoot things. Fuck! I know. They're like, okay, so November 15th, that puts it right before Black Friday release. Oh, yeah. So they had a holiday campaign around this. Holiday, it was launch release, so this was the like the game to get with the system for Christmas. Oh, so they did bundles to make sure it got it in people's hands, which is smart for a new franchise. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, it got the combat evolved like subtitle just as a marketing thing. It's Combat Evolved was their marketing tagline for it? It became the subtitle of the game. That's kind of cool, though. Halo Combat Evolved. I'm not mad about that. Eh, they just felt like the name Halo wouldn't grab anybody's attention. Is this a Jesus game? Yes, they were like, (laughs) okay, Combat Evolved, that means, like, this is going to be a new thing in in first-person shooters. It's not. I mean, it's still a first-person shooter. There's a couple things that go with it. You know, there's the fact that, like, they have different guns... Uh, like, most games have, like, your standard guns, your sniper, your handgun, your shotgun, your machine gun. Mm-hmm. And this game has those things, but then they had other guns that did, like, specialty things. Like, it would explode on impact, that kind of stuff. So it had, like, okay. very different weapons for, for a first-person shooter. Maybe not necessarily things that exist in real life, but we can Definitely bend, things that don't exist in real life. We can bend physics and reality and things like that. A couple things like that, yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, and then Halo, you know, it's... I don't think I have to really go into the cultural impact that Halo's had. It's... it's Go for it. But no, but I mean, you know, it's the title for Xbox. Right. You know, that's when... It's why people are, are loyal to Xbox. When people think Nintendo, they think Mario. Yep. And when they think Xbox, they think Master Chief. When I say PlayStation, what do you think of? That's a really tough one to say, because it was Crash Bandicoot for, like, the first generation Crash of... was the first one to pop into my head, and then I went into Bioshock, and then Spyro. Although I don't know if Spyro was loyal to PlayStation. I think Spyro was okay. loyal to PlayStation. I'm not 100%. But I know Crash, like, they really wanted him to kind of be, like, the title character. But no, Sony's never really had their, their big one. Their big temple AAA title for PlayStation. I think they've gone with things like Drake from Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a big Nathan one. Drake. Yeah. And then The Last of Us was... I bl- oh, Ellen Page, but not Ellen Page. Yeah. That was a big one. The for- new trailer for that's fucking me up. Yeah. Clip her wings, like, fuck me up. Nope. 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 That game was so boring, though. The first one. That's so funny. I know it's another unpopular opinion from Tom, <laughs> but honestly, like, I, I do not like The Last of Us. It, do we still have it? Because I think I'm going to play it. Just I've got the digital copy. I, we have everything forever. I'll check it out. Okay. You know what? I'll check it out, and I will report back. Good luck. And I'm going to watch the trailer again and cry my eyes out, because that scared the shit out of me. Just have a lot of fun crawling for, like, 13 hours. I'm that's all about all it. all the fucking game is. Okay. <laughs> the anyway. story's 
fine, which, you know, we're all about the story here. The gameplay, though, is just... If you guys want to see Tom do an episode that he of a game that he fucking hated, please tweet <laughs> him and be like, Last of Us Now. All right. Please. I think it'll be really funny. So anyway, so here are the characters of the game. Okay, so this is a big one. Master Chief. What he is is a class of soldier referred to as a Spartan. What that is is like he's basically like a Captain America super soldier. I need a chart. A chart? Yeah. To do what? To follow this. No, you won't. Okay. Um, there's only two characters. Oh, and can I say that when I was at WonderCon one year, I saw someone dressed as Master Chief, Chief but he was Master Chef. Oh. So he was a full Master Chief outfit with a hat and a spatula and an apron. Oh, that's And funny. he had his name, like, sewn into, like, he got someone to embroider Master Chef into it, and it was the cutest after oh, someone good. explained it to me. After somebody explained it to you. It's like, Boba Fett looks like shit. <laughs> like, bitch, can you not? So, yeah, he's strong, he's fast, he's smart, like, he's he's all the things. And he's more like a Jedi in that there's not an entire army of Spartans, except it's more like where they have, like, each battalion gets one Spartan to assist them. He's their plasma. He's, pl- he's their Captain Plasma. Oh, Captain Pla- Phasma? Phasma. Phasma. Captain Plasma. Like Captain she's, Plasma. She's the blood donation <laughs> logo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Master Chief, he's the only one we meet in this game. Like, we don't meet other Spartans at all. Okay. Then there's Cortana. And she is the quintessential, like, AI personal assistant. Oh, like, um, iPhone does that. Right. The she, iPhone C has Cortana. The iPhone S has Siri. The what? The iPhone, like... I have a 6S, so mm-hmm. I say, hey, Siri, and then my phone turns on and does shit for me. Right. And if you have the C, it's Cortana, so you go, hey, Cortana, look this up for me. Okay, so that one's run by Microsoft, then. It's an iPhone. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Cortana controls everything on the ship for the military. Like, she does all the flying. She controls what comes for dinner in the mess hall. She's basically like R2-D2 and C-3PO and Marvin the paranoid android from... Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like, oh, yeah. controls everything in this That's ship, cool. okay? And see where Apple has Siri, Microsoft created Cortana. That's interesting. And they named their program after the character from Halo. That's funny. Like, on purpose. Okay. So that's why I say yours is run by... That one's like... Well, I have the Siri. I know you've, you've got... Oh, well, yeah, but the one on iPhone must have, like, a Windows thing for it, because Cortana is a Windows... Yeah, it's probably the one that's compatible with those, because, like, mine syncs with my MacBook and stuff. Right, because I know Windows, like, said they're done with the Windows phones, so they might have made that's a deal. Right. Yeah. That's funny. Because they, they've gotten friendly with Apple in the last few years. They've had to. Yeah. Had to play nice. Then there's the enemy. The enemy is called the Covenant. The Covenant. Okay, they're an alien species, and they're, like, very reptilian in design. There are aliens. There are aliens. I knew it. I knew everything about this game. I am the Halo Master Chief. You thought the Master Chiefs were the aliens, though. These are different. No. So these are reptilian in design. They're bipedal, and they're and like based on their race, they're different sizes. Like they go from like three feet tall to eight feet tall. I spent way too long in my head thinking of what bipedal means. So they have two feet. Two feet, and they walk upright. Okay. That's what that means. Humanoid. Yeah. So the smallest of the grunts, they're like these little cowardly, chubby little guys, and they have like little high squeaky voices, and they're like so scared. If they if you corner them, they run away. Aww. But you know, if they've got enough of them, they, they will fight back, and they're really easy to kill. But they're they're funny, and their cries of mercy are like usually like really funny. Okay. The main Covenant soldiers are the elites, and they're about like six feet tall, and then the most humanoid of all the aliens. Uh, and then next are the jackals. 
They're a little bit bigger than the grunts at about like four and a half feet tall. They always carry big shields and they have handguns. Finally is the biggest of them all and they're called the Hunters. And they have a big cannon they fire that like explodes on impact. And all of the different aliens, they all wear like armor that comes in different colors based on like their ranks and stuff. Like Star Trek. Cool. Another franchise I know nothing about. Keep referencing it. You've seen that first movie of J.J. Abrams one. I've seen the first half four times because someone was like, you have to watch this. It's amazing. And I kept falling asleep. Yeah, it's. I don't like it. I like Simon Pegg. That's all I got. If you have a franchise and you have a white Chris and he's not one of the top five white Chris's in Hollywood. You got a problem. Go home. Yeah. Just stop. Well, Wonder Woman had that. Tell me anything about his character that's not plot related. No, I know. He's the most boring white Chris. Like, he's as white Chris as white Chris gets. Yeah. One is literally named Crisp Rat, and I think he's more interesting than this guy. Yeah. He's so boring in, in so Wonder Woman. Bo- and Star Trek, from what I remember. He's the same in both. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so here we go. Let's go into the story of Halo Combat Evolved. Now that you've met the characters... You get where we're going now. Okay. Well, no, you still don't get where we're going. I imagine the enemy as the Demigorgons. Honestly, it's not that far off. The mouth opens very similarly. But also... But it, it's not their entire face like the Demigorgon. It's just their mouth has that same, like, spread open kind of aspect. Kind of like the Beetlejuice masks where it's, like, the big pointy thing and it opens all the way like a crocodile. A little bit, but also from the sides. Oh, okay. Like, um, it opens up and out. This isn't really a spoiler because this happens in, like, the second epi- second or third episode, but Dustin in Stranger Things gets his baby Debbie Gorgon. Oh, okay. And it sounds like the little grunts. Oh. <laughs> like, he's all goofy and he's a little nervous. Oh. It doesn't. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. It's so good. It's so much better than the first season. That's what I keep hearing. From me, trying to get you to watch it. I know. I didn't like the first season. Again, unpopular opinions. <laughs> this is so good. Like, all, all I had to say was, like, I don't like the people I've met that play Halo, and you're coming out the woodwork with, like, all these horrible, unpopular opinions. Like, I can start talking about Shawshank Redemption and how dumb that movie is, and I won't have the worst opinions of this episode. Stop. Okay. Dumbass. So here's movie. the story. Let's move on. Yes. So you get the classic sci-fi opening with a giant ship coming into view, and in the distance is a big orange planet. Now just outside the planet is a giant floating ring made of metal and like parts, and it's about like one one one-hundredth the size of the planet. So it's like Saturn where it's the one ring that goes around the planet? It doesn't go around the planet. It's outside the planet. It's just a floating ring outside the planet. Okay, so it kind of looks like it's wearing a belt? No, it's... There's a planet and there's a ring floating. Oh, not attached to the planet. It has nothing. Yeah, it's just outside of the planet. It's off to the side of the planet. Got it. It's like one one hundredth the size of the planet, so it wouldn't go around it at all. Got it. Okay. So it's it's big, but it's not like planet sized. Totally. Then a commander type character is talking to Cortana, and he asks, he's wondering how their ship ended up getting their second because they had jumped into hyperspace from escaping a battle of some sort. But this is where we joined them. We didn't get to see this ensuing battle that they're, they're running from. So they were, they were in a battle, they've jumped into hyperspace, and they're getting their second, even though they ran first. Cortana's like, hey, the Covenant's always had faster ships. The direction we were going, there was only one place we were going. They figured it out. The rest of their ships are going to be here in about 90 seconds. We gotta go. Oh, man. So the commander calls for a full emergency alert and orders everyone to their station. And Cortana questions, everyone, sir? And then he reaffirms, everyone. Master Chief swinging his dick. 
So Cortana is revealed to be this holographic assistant. She appears on like this little pedestal as a blue and white kind of like staticky silhouette. Like Leia? Yeah, she it's a little bit like a like less strong signal than uh, a Star Wars. Like a shitty Leia? <laughs> yeah. But she's got like the matrix signals like running up and down her sides as well. So she's like blue and white and like the matrix is moving around her, but like you can tell it's a person. I feel like it's like if Boost Mobile powered Princess Leia's transporter teleporter <laughs> yeah. thing. Just like, like a little cheaper version. Yeah, like Star Wars had Verizon. This one has like Boost. <laughs> or that like 10 for 10 Walmart one that doesn't really work. Right, right. So the commander says to prepare a warm welcome for their old friend, and Cortana says she's already on it. Oh. So then a bunch of smaller ships and tanks and like Humvee looking vehicles are all getting assembled. They're inside like the big mothership that they're on. And you see these soldiers getting prepared. And then they cut to these like scientist guys in a lab and they're looking down in on an armored soldier in like this big tube, like a cryogenic thing. Like remember in... um... Tell me you're thinking of Spider-Man. I wasn't thinking of Spider-Man. Damn it. No, not like that one. More like Deadpool. Oh, in Deadpool, okay. that, that thing that he's in that he becomes Deadpool inside of. Yeah. So they're looking inside one of those, but it's like a cryogenic, like, freezing tube and stuff, so they're they're bringing him back out of the cryogenics, okay? Two weeks. Two weeks, Osport won't exist. <laughs> I fucking Which, love that sequence so much, and I shouldn't. I don't understand why Master Chief is, like on ice when nobody else on the ship is on ice like nobody else is sleeping do you think it's a bucky barnes situation they're like like, he's dangerous we gotta ice him we just gotta keep him locked up until we gotta release him i don't get it maybe he's gotta charge up power up this is the first time we're meeting the guy there's really no like story to it so we're not here to judge we just need to get into it so the scientists get him out of the tube and powered back up and just before going into weapons training the covenant attack and the facility and they like it explodes and the doctors are all dead and everything and now the Master ha- Chief is just all by himself and he has to escape. That happens so quickly. And are you Master Chief? And you're Master Chief, yeah. Got it. So through the game you play as Master Chief. And unlike a lot of games where you're a silent like hero, Master Chief does talk. You don't select what he says. You're just a part of the story and you're just going through it all. That's cool. So as Master Chief is running through the ship, he just comes across, like, tons of dead bodies. Ugh. The Covenant is coming through every door, killing everyone in their way. Finally, Master Chief makes it to the bridge where Captain Keys, that was the commander from before, that was, like, talking to Cortana, yeah. very calmly tells Master Chief that things aren't going quite as planned. But um bum The new plan is to crash land the ship onto that giant ring structure that they saw floating just outside the orange planet, which for some reason is no longer one one-hundredth the size, but it's, like almost as big as the planet. Sci-fi perspective. Yeah, it was a total weird perspective shift, but, you know, they're trying to portray, like, this This big ring is massive. So, they're not sure what it is yet, just that it's really the only option, because the planet's un- uninhabitable. Okay. However, Cortana is, like, a really powerful and intelligent AI, and therefore, she can't stay on the ship, because if the Covenant gets her... Like, they'll have all of the military secrets of the world. Oh, so she's like a hard drive that talks. So she would have all their information, Exactly. And if it came in the Covenant's hands, then they're screwed. So he's like, all right, Cortana, you need to basically download yourself onto this USB drive. Master Chief, you need to take her and, like, keep her safe. Get off this ship. Escape. Get away from us. We can't let her fall into the Covenant's hands. Would you die if it was a floppy disk? I know, right? Just this little floppy like, disk. It's actually m- so much bigger than a USB drive even, but I guess she's supposed to be an all-powerful AI. It would yeah, be, it should be, be a hard drive, like an external hard drive that's the size of like a small notebook. I'd say it's actually about the size of the hard drive we use for, oh, okay. for here, yeah. Yeah, we use one that's like, 
if you take a piece of paper and fold it into fourths, it's about that. About that big. And then like an inch wide. But I just think like if this was made maybe five years earlier, <laughs> we could have gotten Master Chief being handed a floppy disk. A floppy disk. And then floppy disk would be this really iconic like piece of the Halo story. Right. Like, people would have tattoos of it and shit. Like, be like, oh, the cool, the save icon and the Halo icon are the same. I hold Cortana. Like right. it would be that kind of shit where I have all the secrets and it's like, a floppy disk tattoo on their dick. Right. Well, this one is small enough that it can plug into the helmet of Master Chief. Oh, cool. So he's able to plug it in, and Cortana is kind of like just now inside his head. Oh, so it turns into like a Tony Stark situation where he has the, the right. voice going. With uh, Jarvis. Jarvis and then the new chick that, I don't know, I can't remember. Peppers? What. No, that's this girl. Whatever. I don't remember, yeah. So now Master Chief finally gets some weapons, and he's able to like shoot his way out and make his way to an escape pod. Did you play this? I didn't play the first one, no. I didn't have Xbox until it was pretty late in its life, and the second one was out, and that had online play, and so I, I really just skipped the first one and went straight into the second one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, we'll probably do the second one for a future episode, so we'll, we'll save off on that one. Okay. I'll look forward to it. I'm sure you will. The Covenant shoot down as many of the escape pods as they can, which is, like, really screwed up. So, like, they don't even want survivors That is fucked up. So with only one left, Master Chief gets a group of Marines onto it, and they manage to escape the ship. They watch as Captain Keys manually attempts to land the giant ship from which they just escaped. We're going to see him die, right? Essentially, yeah. Oh. The pod ends up crash landing on the giant ring, and all of the Marines died on impact. What the fuck? Master Chief was fine, even though he didn't even take a seat or a seatbelt, and all the other guys were like completely strapped in good and tight. Jesus. Because Master Chief is like... Yeah, he's got his he's super soldier shit going right. on. So the ring has an atmosphere and an environment, and it's very, like, land and water and hills. It's oh. pretty. It's green. It's cool. It's got valleys. Like, it's very... It might as well be Earth, but it's on the inside of this giant ring. Okay? Okay. And the rest of the sky, like, you can see the ring, like, looping up overhead and stuff. It's pretty. It's a pretty neat view. That actually sounds really cool. Yeah. That sounds super innovative. Like, I'm totally on board with, like how this sounds for the time like it's ambitious it's really cool yeah it's a it's a unique and original idea for sure and it's it's hard to tell like the scale of the whole thing like to me it looks like it's maybe like 10 to 15 miles wide but in the game it could be as far as like 100 miles wide i don't know it's space it's space and the maps don't make a whole lot of logical sense but just roll with it kind of a thing Totally. So he makes his way to a structure where a bunch of escaped Marines are fighting off like a group of Covenant soldiers. He's like, God damn it, I can't catch a break. I gotta hide these secrets. Yeah, he's got, he's got, you know, the the, the rebel base in, in his information. He's gotta keep it secret. It's a it shoot 'em up Star Wars. I think I get it now. Yeah, it, it's got a lot of influences from Star Wars, but it also ends up influencing like every first person shooter that I've played since, which is pretty wild. Master Chief gets into one of the Humvee vehicles that we saw earlier. It's called a Warthog. It comes complete with a machine gun out of the top where another character or player can stand and shoot. Uh, Master Chief heads into a Covenant base, and Cortana says she's found an unencrypted signal detailing their battle strategies. One of the signals she picks up says that Captain Keys has survived, and so has a majority of the soldiers off the ship, even though we watched like a ton of them get killed. Wait... I don't trust Cortana. You don't trust Cortana? No. Why don't you trust her? Because Bioshock ruined me. <laughs> Bioshock ruined you. This is pre-Bioshock. I know. So you have to remember, these kinds of twists weren't prevalent. Where did Bioshock come from? That was what made it so good. Fuck. 
There was no precedent for that one. I still don't know that I trust Cortana. I know we talk about Bioshock a lot on this show. It's one of my favorite games. Yeah, of that's all just time. the only reason. She doesn't have a lot to draw from. It, but it, she does have some great ones to draw from. It really invigorated my love for the storytelling medium of video games. As it should have, because it's a wonderful story. Also played the entire thing in one day, which I'm very proud of. Yes. So the Covenant immediately went to the crash site and have captured all the survivors from that ship that didn't make it off. Tell me that Master Chief is in a bush, peeking over the bush with his stupid helmet, looking through a bunch of shrubbery. No, no, this is Cortana using the encrypted message, unencrypted messages that the uh, Covenant's sending out. If I directed this game, it would be very funny. <laughs> Which, this game has some funny moments. Okay. There are some surprisingly funny moments where I was, like, watching, I was like, <laughs> that's funny. Maybe it's because, like, I started playing video games and paying attention to the medium a lot later in life, where I see gritty things, like... I watched you play the Call of Duty where you have to shoot someone and and they pull a bag off. It turns out to be your buddy and not the guy they told you right, to. Right, yeah. So I might just be tainted with this idea of dark, gritty narrative where shit's super fucked up and it takes itself very seriously. So I don't expect games like this to have funny moments. Yeah, this game does take itself seriously, but just just to the point. Like, it, like almost like Grand Theft Auto where it takes itself seriously, but you're going to laugh a lot during it. Yeah, okay. You know? That's cool. So they're being held captive on a Covenant ship called the truth and reconciliation because alien languages are English. Got it. And they need to go and rescue them. And American English. American English. And the Covenant speaks perfect American English. Yep. Sounds about right. Fortunately, all Marines get neural implants and Cortana will be able to lock onto their exact coordinates once they're inside the ship. Rescue mission. Once inside the ship, Cortana does just that but then notices there are no Covenant forces detected anywhere on the ship. It's a robot, girl! This doesn't make any sense to anyone, and it turns out they're all invisible, and they fuck up everyone for a few minutes. That's funny. So after you defeat the Invisible Menace, you rescue Captain Keys from his prison cell. Wait, you said Invisible Menace. Would you say a Phantom Menace? I would never say that. (laughs) Tom's going to kick me in the face. I'm going to kick you out of the recording booth. Have fun. Yeah, this will be a great show without you. (laughs) You'll just keep talking, reading off, and pausing for me to come up with really ludicrous shit to say, and I'll say it from outside. (laughs) It'll just be a really muffled, fucked up show from the rest of the episode. Well, Keys takes control right away and holds a meeting in the middle of the jail with the people who rescued him. He's like, what is that, um, remember the Titans where he, like, they're all in jail and he tries to, like, rally everyone? I don't think it was, no, you're thinking of the the replacements. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the Titans? Like, when were they in jail and remember the Titans? I forgot! (laughs) The replacements? Yeah, I remembered the Titans. And he just starts saying the lyrics to I Will Survive, but uses it as a motivational speech. Yeah, and Orlando Jones is in it. It's great. So that happens. This this game sounds hysterical. I love the replacements. No, Captain Keys is a very, like, serious military commander. And Keanu Reeves is a very serious actor. Okay. He says that while imprisoned, he overheard the guards talking about the ring planet. They call it Halo. Oh. There you go. They hold it in high regard, in almost like a religious capacity, and they believe it has an ultimate power to destroy. Oh. And like that legend that goes with uh, Lilu Dallas and the Fifth Element, like it's supposed to be like this ultimate weapon. Okay. Okay. So the lowly Covenant guards apparently kept saying... 
Whoever controls Halo controls the fate of the universe. This makes sense to Cortana as she keeps getting Covenant messages looking for the control room, which she assumed was for their old ship, but now realizes they mean the control room for the Halo. Got it. Key's worries that the Covenant will use it to destroy the human race. Obviously, because he's military, and if you see a weapon, you're like, oh, they want to destroy us with a weapon. They're after America! Yes, clearly. So now they have to go and find the control room before the Covenant do. Cortana uses the data the Covenant has already gathered to get them going in the right direction. So she's like, it's got to be at least through here. Maybe we're seeing some electromagnetic forces or some shit coming from this area. That and just she uses what the Covenant's already, like, just the information they already gathered. Got it. So she knows everything they know at this point. That's kind of cool. So she takes them to an island, and yes, this Halo structure has, like, oceans and islands and everything, even though it's, like, very narrow. How funny would this be as a side-scroller? This wouldn't work as a side-scroller at all. But it's, like, it's narrow, so you just kind of just going loop around. <laughs> just going in a loop. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's too big of a loop to do that. That would be funny, though. So on this island, there's apparently going to be a map that's going to lead them to the control room. Okay. That's what they've determined so far. So while they're hunting for this map room inside of this, like, giant facility on this really tiny island, the Covenant send in more support, and the outside team isn't doing so well holding them off. So Master Chief has to hurry to find the map. Now, in this universe, computers are just, like, holograms with touchscreens, kind of like your main in Overwatch. Yes. With Sombra. Yes, my angel. So Master Chief activates the computer with the map, and the whole Halo blueprint appears. And then it breaks up into, like, little tetraminos, actually, which I thought was kind of weird and funny, but I liked it. And Cortana analyzes the whole thing, and it doesn't make any sense to, like, a normal person, but to her, it shows her everything she needs to know. Okay, so you've got your hologram droid analyzing a map to find something. Um, how did The Force Awaken ends? Will you just remind me real quick? Oh, this is... <laughs> <laughs> Why is this Star Wars? Okay, I think I get it now. Halo's just fucking Star Wars. J.J. Abrams was on board to direct a Halo movie for a very long time. And what did he end up doing with it? Star Wars. Fucking the end of Force Awakens. Yeah, okay. so... Anyway... I mean, you know, there's only so many good ideas out there anyway. But as an outsider, we've talked about Leia's hologram in the first trilogy. We talked about Phantom Menace in the second. And we talked about the ending of Force Awakens in the third. So, I mean, it's actually kind of a cross thing of like... Right. It's ahead of its time and behind its time. Yeah. It's simultaneously ahead of its time and outdated. Right. It's great. So they find out that this control room is within like this sacred shrine within the halo, which makes sense. It's it's trying to be like protected. So they put in a sacred place so you wouldn't desecrate it. So Cortana says the shrine is deep underground. And again, this ring that they're on isn't really like really thick, but it somehow is deep underground. That's interesting. All these logic things. But I guess, you know, tend to f- we've never dug 15 miles into the core of the earth, so... I haven't. I, I guess that would be pretty deep to go. I've been in, like, a seven-car underground parking garage. <laughs> or seven-story. Seven like story underground. There's only seven cars under there. I was shook. Yeah, that was a creepy garage. Super creepy. As they kill their way through the structure, which is both underground and also, like, really just in a deep valley... They find a giant pyramid that they have to break in. Inside the pyramid is where they're going to find the control room. And once they enter the control room, it's, like, absolutely beautiful. Oh, very cool. It's all neon lights. There's, like, holograms of planets, a representation of the halo, like, swirling and glowing around. I'm actually thinking Blade Runner. It's a little Blade Runner, yeah. It's got just, like, 
tons of lights, lots of holograms, like a lot of stuff going on. And the space that it's all in is like massive and cavernous, but very sci like very sci-fi and electronic like and stuff. Sharp looking and sleek. Yeah, very, very much so. That's cool. And a platform extends out to the center of it and dangles out into like a bottomless pit area. And at the end of the platform is a hologram of a planet with the halo like hologram circling far around it. So it look so this halo is around a planet. Okay. Even though the actual halo itself is not. Huh. Can I make a prediction? Okay. Do you have to somehow like finagle the halo on top of the planet to destroy the world? No. Okay. No. It would be like one of those games that, that are like in a cabinet that you see at the mall where you have to like hook something into a keyhole. Oh, and then right, right. You can win like a drone. Right. <laughs> but like you have dead to... ass super serious as Master Chief, like fuck. One four billion win. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing like that. Okay. So Master Chief plugs Cortana into like the computer system that's there that's with inside the whole thing, and she is like giddy with the amount of knowledge that she just got. So she's got like ancient knowledge that she had no idea even existed at this point. That's cool. So Master Chief's first question is, how do we use Halo to kill all the Covenant? <laughs> Not anything else. Like, why? Yeah. Or how dare you? And she says, the ring isn't a cudgel, you barbarian. Cudgel. Can you define cudgel for me? It's a mace. Oh. Remember you learned what a mace was the last time. Yeah, because I was like, who the fuck had, like, spray mace on them? And you're like... No! <laughs> well, we just saw Thor Ragnarok when he's fighting the Hulk in the arena. He's holding a mace. Got it. Yeah, I was like, no, who the, who has pepper spray on them? And you're like, are you? No. No. <laughs> no one has pepper spray. You have a point. So there's somebody called the Forerunner, and he built Halo as a fortress world. And while digging for the control room, the Covenant accidentally uncovered something else. Oh. Something horrible. Oh, no. Cortana starts freaking out and gives very little and very vague information. Pronoun game. She says the captain, who is on a separate mission to find a weapons cache he saw on the map, must not go into the room with the weapons and that they need to stop him from opening that door. They can't communicate with him because of being buried deep in the ground, so Master Chief has to physically go stop him. We don't have reception. (laughs) Unfortunately, the captain is on the other side of the ring. And has been for over 12 hours. Oh, shit. So he's probably already balls deep into that weapons room at this point. Yikes. Nevertheless, Master Chief has to go. Is he able to shoot himself across the halo? No, he had to take a ship. Like, he had to take, like, a flying ship and That's a bummer. Yeah. He couldn't just be like, I'm just running right A to B, right across. Yeah, he's got this one woman flying him around in, like, a drop ship. Okay. She's an assistant. You never see her or anything like that. She's literally just the pilot of this ship. Uber for Master Chief? Yeah, that's what that is. Master Chief enters the structure the captain had been searching, and as soon as he enters, he encounters a Marine. Master Chief runs over to him, and the guy starts shooting at him. Oh, no. He starts screaming that he won't become one of those things. Master Chief searches the facility and keeps coming across more and more dead bodies. Finally, he comes to a room, and the controls for the door are completely fried. He hears a slithering sound behind him and turns around, gun drawn, but nothing shows. Ooh. And he turns back to the door. He manages to get it open, and a dead marine falls into his arms. Oh, bud. Inside the room, there's blood just everywhere, and body parts of marines, like, scattered everywhere. He holds up a helmet that belongs to his old buddy Jenkins and just Jenkins. shakes his head in sadness. Now, I don't know who Jenkins is, but Master Chief did, and he's sad. He pulls the dash cam footage out of the helmet and plugs it into his own so that he can see what happened. Like in Wild Wild West. 
Yeah, when they flip the guys. No, <laughs> no nothing like in Wild Wild West. This movie took a lot of notes from cinema. Yeah, so many. Like Wild Wild West. So it starts with the squad flying in and pulling like a total J.J. Abrams years before J.J. Abrams pulled a J.J. Abrams. J.J. And they have what sounds shockingly similar to No Sleep Till Brooklyn playing and Jenkins complains about listening to this old stuff every time they go into battle. Jesus Christ. Like, I don't think they had the actual license for the song, but it was like really heavily implied to be that song. No! Naps! Till we get there. Right. <laughs> what is that like the kids' bop version? I think so. <laughs> yeah, where they like have shitty karaoke and they take out all the naughty words. Right, they have to change it all. They around. changed sleep to nap, so I don't know why they did that. In Brooklyn, is such a bad word. It's the B word. They land and follow the same path as Master Chief. Only this time, the facility isn't mostly destroyed, but was like fully functional and normal looking. Eventually, they come upon a dead Covenant soldier. They can't figure out how he died, though. They say it looks like he burned up from inside almost. Ew, he microwaved. As Jenkins looks around, it's shown that there are a few more dead Covenant soldiers. And Captain Key says that these are like the Covenant's most elite forces and all of them are dead. Okay, so he's like, oh shit, some bad shit went down. Yeah, something happened here. Let's go find out what's happening. Yeah. They next come upon the door that Master Chief had just forced open. And it's locked down very tight and one of the soldiers is like really apprehensive to open it. Keys tells him to just do it. I got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, shut up and do your job. He opens the door, and inside it looks similar to what Master Chief opened it, but with just, like, less blood. Yeah. There's still some blood, just less of it. As the squad goes inside to look around, it's one of those, like, it's quiet. Too Too quiet. quiet (laughs) Kind of moments, yeah. And the captain gets a call over the radio from some of his ground troops elsewhere in the structure. He says they're surrounded, and it's not Covenant. Then he screams. It's a trap! The captain orders one of the men to go check out what's going on. The guy is terrified, and the captain makes him go anyway. He seems to think this is all just some kind of prank. Yeah. Because that's what his soldiers are constantly known for, is pulling pranks. While on missions. While on deadly missions. While their friends are literally dead as fuck. So they start to hear that slithering sound that Master Chief heard earlier, and they get all quiet trying to figure out where it's coming from. Suddenly a door in the distance bursts open, but nothing comes through. Jenkins looks around, and when he looks back at the squad, one of them is down, and another is trying to help the downed one. The one helping pulls what looks like a giant squid off the face of the downed one. Eee! Facehugger! Yeah, it looks like a mix between, like, the facehugger from Alien and, like, those tiny little creatures that fall off the monster in Cloverfield. Oh, shit! Or, for those who have played it, uh, it looks a lot like the from the Half-Life series, the little creatures that are from that. Except with these, the head is, like, really big and looks like kind of like an exposed brain. Ew! Now, this is where the game becomes a full-blown horror game. Oh, shit! Okay, and- can I tell you... This is exceeding my expectations. I thought this would be such dumb testosterone, like, pander. This sounds fucking awesome. Oh my gosh, it's great. Nobody saw this shit coming. Dear shitbags, I I take it back on Halo. You know, it's Marines versus Aliens for half the game, and then suddenly these guys show up, and the game calls these creatures the Flood. The Flood. The Flood is terrifying. Can I ask, is the Flood specific to this game, or is it something that comes back in future games? They come back in future games. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. So dozens of these surround the Marines, and the Marines start shooting them and blasting their little heads apart, and Marines just start to drop as they just get overwhelmed. Like, these little things 
are powerful by themselves, but they attack in numbers so they can, like, overwhelm you really fast. And can you imagine them pitching this? Like, okay, they're like leeches, but they'll fuck your shit up. Yeah, they're like leeches. They're like face huggers. Like, they're just... They're going to terrify you. face hugger, leech, monster (laughs) from outer space. So Jenkins eventually looks down and sees several of them on top of him, and he just slowly lowers into their mouths, and then the camera, like, fuzzes out. Oh, that's so cool! So Master Chief rips the chip out of his own helmet and looks around the room to see all the spots where there is now, like, all that fresh blood from all his fallen friends. And eventually swarms of these little fuckers come after Master Chief. So now, even though a highly trained group of high-level soldiers were wiped out in moments by this group, Master Chief can, like, handle it with no problem. Well, they wanted to give him time so he understood the context. Right, exactly. They wanted him to, like, see the history and then, like, okay, now we're coming after you. Yeah. As he fights his way through these things, he comes upon a new enemy, but also an old one. They're Covenant soldiers, but they're different. They have the bodies of the Covenant, but their heads are now overtaken by this new creature that has taken them over. Oh, shit! So they're like an intelligent zombie. Fuck! Wait, I'm kind of freaking out. (laughs) That sounds so awesome. So since these are a new villain, and I didn't describe these at the beginning because they're a surprise, I'm going to quickly go over the different forms in which you're going to see these. That smile on your face right now is just golden. I'm fucking so stoked. I love creepy shit. So the smallest is the infection form. That's a small face hugger type flood creatures, okay? And it's like a slug with a brain kind of thing. They're not slug. No, they have they're they're more like like I said like octopus like spider like. They it. have like a bunch of legs and they run and skitter. Okay. But they have a giant brain head coming off of them and they're probably like like I said like remember in Cloverfield those creatures like that size. Okay. Okay. They usually roll in groups of like 12 or more. It's always like an overwhelming situation. Dime a dozen. And like I said they're really weak uh, but their strength is in numbers and like you can shoot them once and they're dead. But you have to get them all all at once. But you got to take them all. You. Yeah. Then there's the combat form of floods and those are the ones that are like the one I described before where both human and covenant soldiers who have been taken over by the flood. And they just look all diseased and deformed. So they have their, like, arms and legs, but then their heads are just grotesque and, like, pulsating. And just, they're hideously deformed. That sounds awesome. And they're strong and they're fast. They can take a lot of bullets before going down. That's really, really cool. And then finally is the bloated carrier form. Oh, shit. Which is a former combat one that basically became an incubator. Okay, so they they get these gigantic hunchbacks that pulse and, like, move, and they're, like, really grotesque. And if they get close to a person, they self-destruct and explode and release a whole shit ton of the little uh, infection ones. They turn into, like, mommy blister things? Yeah. Or, That's so gross, I love it. Or how you hear, like, when, it, when the spider egg hatches and, like, a million little babies yeah. come out, they force that out. So... Whether they get close to you or if you shoot them, they'll explode and all the little ones come flying out. And the bloated ones, so are they still a little humanoid? Like, you can see that it was, like, a human corpse that's housing the new ones now? Or? Yeah, I mean, it's just a very lumbering walk. They don't move quickly. They're very slow moving. But right, like they're way got, down. But they've got legs, and it just looks like they're carrying, like, a giant Santa Claus sack, but it's their body. That's fucking gross. I love it. So Master Chief... Find some soldiers who are lost in the structure and has to lead them to safety. They find themselves in a swampy area where those little shitheads can come flying up at you from, like, knee-deep water, so you can't even see the flood coming at you anymore. Like, they're just coming up out of the water. It's absolutely terrifying. They eventually find a little maintenance shed-looking building, and when Master Chief accesses the computer on the outside, this little floating robot ball comes out, and it's like... 
the ghost in Destiny that mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage played, or like Wheatley in, in Portal 2, and he says he is the monitor of Installation 04. He says that someone has released the Flood and that it needs Master Chief's assistance in preventing them from ever leaving the Halo. And he's like, yes, I would like to help prevent this. Yeah, Master Chief's looking around and is like, yeah, we need to stop this from this spreading. This is bad. The Monitor asks Master Chief to come with him and then just beams him up like he's Scotty in Star Trek. Oh, rad. They transport inside another, like, cavernous megastructure. They must acquire something called the Index to stop them. As they go hunting, the Monitor explains some of the more intricate details about how the floods spread and destroy. The small ones carry spores that cause a host to mutate. The host then makes more spores and passes those along to others. So as long as a single host remains, the flood is going to continue to spread. Got it. So we got to like, destroy the bodies. You know, it's, it's, it's zombies yeah. in a lot of ways. Love it. This started Space off as, zombies. Yeah, this started off as fucking aliens versus cowboys. Right. Now we got <laughs> zombies in here? Yeah. Are you all taking notes, Hollywood? The, f- the facility was designed to contain the flood after their last outbreak. They had a defense system that was able to essentially wipe out the flood. Then they put the few that remained in containment to study them. I'm getting an alien sense, too. Maybe it's just that I also see them as dark face huggers, but, like, the kind of way they're reacting to the aliens feels a little aliens. Yeah, those Hunter uh, Covenant that I was talking about, their heads look a lot like the aliens from Alien. So, it, it, And I just saw Alien Covenant. So. Yeah, you did, didn't you? <laughs> Maybe that's why it's in my head. So yeah, keeping them to study, that was very much a mistake. Because now they're out again. So Master Chief makes it to the Index, which is basically a giant like sci-fi key that glows all purple and silver, and he extracts it. The Monitor immediately takes it from him the instant it's out, because Master Chief can still be turned into a Flood, and so it's kind of like with Cortano, it's like, we can't let this fall into the hands of the Flood. Got it. Because if they have that, then everybody's they, fucked. They'll release the Flood. Yeah, there's no stopping them at that point. Gotta dam up the flood. Which is interesting, because now they're, like, speaking of the flood as if they have some level of intelligence and, like, organization skills, not just, like, these mindless zombies, you know? Yeah, they're like, no, no, they're gonna revolt. And you're like, whoa! They're also kind of slugs. Yeah. So the monitor teleports them back to the control room, and this is the control room where Cortana had been left behind, where Master Chief was before the really pretty one. The monitor takes Master Chief to the computer, but says that robots can't reunite the index with the core, and that Master Chief has to do it. So Master Chief just, like, really unceremoniously shoves it in, and a bunch of noise happens, and the monitor looks at it and says, well, that wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) Which is always a great sign. Right. Cortana, like, pops up out of nowhere and scares the shit out of the monitor, and she yells at Master Chief because she's been watching him help the monitor prepare to kill everyone. Oh, I should have not trusted the monitor when I wasn't trusting Cortana. Oh. Oh, fuck. Master Chief says that the monitor is a friend and that they were coming here to activate the Halo's defense system to destroy the Flood. Is he trying to argue with the computer that knows everything? Yep. It's like, if you're playing solitaire by yourself, you fuck up and you're like, no, this is your fault. Right. (laughs) Shut up, Master Chief. Monitor sees Cortana is downloaded into the core and he is pissed. He says he's going to delete Cortana, but, like, I guess what she had done was she absorbed that index into herself when Master Chief put it in, so she's basically holding it hostage now. Okay, so sure. So Wheatley can't destroy... Or, sorry, the monitor can't Call destroy Call Wheatley. Her. I know, right? She tells Master Chief that the defense system doesn't kill the Flood. It kills all possible hosts, which would be himself and all his Marine buddies and any Covenants still on the Halo. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Master Chief checks in with the monitor to see if it was true. The monitor says it's not only true, it's far worse than that. It will kill all hosts within 25,000 light years. Lulz. This halo will also activate all other halos across the galaxy to activate, spreading the death even further. 25,000 light years. Don't explain your evil master plan, even if you feel like you won. And the mo- well, here's... <laughs> what the fuck? What James Bond bullshit is this? Well, he, he explains it because the monitor thought Master Chief knew this already. Oh. He means, like, how could he not already know? Wheatley is like, you shitbag, you just destroyed the universe. So we were literally three seconds away from this happening because Master Chief just fucking does things. <laughs> Stupid ass Master Chief. If Cortana was not uploaded in the computer system... End of universe. Yeah, you and I would have been dead. Monitor is like, this is just how the procedure goes. We're following the employee handbook to the letter. I thought you knew that. Is that an exact quote? No, he doesn't say employee handbook, but he's like, this is the protocols. Like, what? I don't understand why you're questioning this. Yeah. You were already following the protocols. I just assumed you knew what you were doing. Yeah. And, like, we're, we're successfully managing this crisis. I don't see what's wrong. What are you master of? Right. So the, the monitor, he's just very confused. He just doesn't understand why they're trying to stop this, because this is just the right way to do things. But if Master Chief isn't going to do it, then he's just going to have to find someone else who will. But since Cortana has the index, he's going to need Cortana, or he's going to have to take Cortana by force. Since the Flood are only on Halo, Cortana says the best way to destroy the Flood would be to destroy Halo. Oh, then, the, but there's a franchise. Oh, the ship they crash landed has like a power core, the one that crash landed at the very beginning of the game. And if they blew it up, that should be a big enough explosion to destroy all of Halo. And that was the last game. <laughs> Since Cortana has no idea where the ship crash landed, she needs Master Chief to buy her some time. She's worried the monitor is going to have, like, a backup or contingency measure. doesn't require the index. So what she has Master Chief go around and do is, like, destroy all the power stations. So that way he's kind of distracted having to repair all those things while they go off and try to find the ship. So after disabling some of the power stations, Cortana says she's found where the captain has crashed. And also figured out how to tap into the teleportation grid that monitor used earlier. Sure she did. She's that smart. Yeah. Only she's going to need to pull, like, so much power from his suit that they can only do it one time. Which, I guess they did it to save time in the game, but also every time we've traveled, they've cut out the middleman. So it's not saving time for the player, but it is saving time for Master Chief. There was a writer that fought for that, though. They you re- know they were in the room looking at the script. They're like, why the fuck would they not get there in time? They're like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Jared. We'll just have her tap into the teleportation grid. That doesn't make sense in this universe. Oh, we have aliens fighting marines. Can you sit the fuck down? And we just introduced zombies. Yeah. (laughs) Because games. Yeah. I adore whoever wrote that and fought for it because God bless you. I know you went through so many (laughs) post-its trying to convince your team this made sense when they all went, no. No. But they got it through. I love you. Cortana says she found out the Covenant accidentally unleashed the flood and were ordered to return to their mothership immediately. The Covenant lost one ship in the escape attempt. Even though it's down, the Covenant got worried the Flood were going like, to figure out how to repair it and eventually escape Halo, so they sent a ground team to clear the area and get the ship back. So this is the Covenant actually being kind of responsible right now. Yeah, they went, just kidding, we're over it. So when Master Chief teleports in, he will have both the Flood and the Covenant to contend with now. Yeah, it is. Cortana says if she can get on that ship and get into their computer system, she can find where Captain Keys crash-landed their ship earlier. Very cool. 
Cortana surprisingly finds the signal for Captain Keys and says he's alive. Now, the last we saw him was with Jenkins when he ordered them to unknowingly open the door to the flood, killing everyone. That's right. She says she's going to get Master Chief as close as possible, that there's a weird interference coming from the ship. When Master Chief reappears, the camera flips upside down and Master Chief falls on his head. Oh no! Cortana starts to explain how she messed up, but Master Chief just punches his helmet and she says sorry and shuts up. I love everything about that. Good it, for you, Master it's Chief. It's actually a really funny scene. That sounds adorable. Because he's like sitting there, he's like looking around like, what? This feels wrong. And then it flips around and he just falls to the ground. <laughs> they get a call over the radio from Captain Keys, and he's begging Master Chief just leaves him. As Master Chief fights his way through, the captain keeps saying, just leave me. And Cortana keeps telling Master Chief, we have to hurry. He's turning into a zombie. They make their way to a computer, and there's this massive, pulsating, cocoon-looking thing growing into the side of the wall, like in the Mario Brothers movie, or, uh, like, with the, the King Fungus guy. Oh, no! Or, like, also, or like in Stranger Things, how they're, like, in, yeah. the, inside the wall like the and everything. Thing. Yeah, like that. And it's just, it's, there's a man in the front, and it's just, like, melded into the side of this thing. Captain! Or it's, like, you didn't see the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but Davy Jones, his crew, they're all, like, part of the ship, and then they come out of it and stuff. So oh, gross. As they get closer, they can see, yes, this is the captain, and he's, like, beyond fucked at this point. Oh, buddy. There's no saving him. Cortana says she needs his neural implant if they're gonna access the ship's computer. So Master Chief punches through the captain's head, putting him out of his misery at the very least. Punches through his head. The guy is comatose. He's gone. He has suffered. He, like, he's worse off than that guy in Seven that somehow survived, like, being starved to death forever. Yeah. Like, he's worse off than that guy. If I'm a vegetable, mm -hmm. please take me out like the captain. Okay, just punch you through the head. Punch me through the head, and not just at... I want it through. You want me to put rip on out the, your neural implant? Put on the Doom Fist, like, glove or, like, <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet and just straight through my face. The fake one? No, the real one. Not oh, the one okay. from Asgard. That one's fake. You know, it's what the captain would have wanted. Yeah, he wanted to be punched through the face. Just like you want to be. Closed casket. They then escape on a stolen Covenant ship and head off on their own to set off the bomb to destroy Halo. As they make their approach, Cortana is screaming, Pull up! Pull up! You're not going to make it! And the ship approaches a landing bay, and just before it reaches, it nosedives and crashes into the side of the ship. Oh, shit! Cortana says, You did that on purpose, didn't you? As Master Chief's hand comes up and over the side, and he just laughs. <laughs> fuck you, Cortana. He totally crashed the ship on purpose just to fuck with her. Just because he's like, I want to stress you out. Master Chief fights through the remaining Covenant guarding the ship and manages to upload Cortana into the computer system. She sets the detonation and makes sure there's plenty of time for them to get the fuck out. That's when their old friend, the Monitor, decides to show up. Wheatley! To which she responds, oh hell. Monitor is tapped in physically into the ship and when Cortana got re-uploaded into the system, he gained access to everything she knows. Oh no! He goes full Lilo Dallas and like goes through all of human history in a few seconds. He comes under the impression that the ship is the only record of human history and can't imagine anyone wanting to destroy those records. Oh, he loves it for data. Right. He's like, he's just like, no, we can't destroy this. This is too important. This is important history. So he shuts down the countdown. He's like, no. 
Cortana is able to pinpoint his exact location, and Master Chief heads there to, like, set the detonation manually with a good old-fashioned grenade. There it is. But it's more like three grenades spaced out around the ship. Got it. Once those three grenades go off, it's not exactly instant detonation and everything explodes. It's more sets off a string of explosions that should take roughly 15 minutes to cause the actual big explosion. How convenient. Yeah, which I assume is about the same time Cortana estimated you need to probably, wrap yeah. this shit up. She probably made it 20, but we spent five going over there to throw the grenades. So. Yeah. But it's not that convenient. As Master Chief is going up an exploding elevator shaft, Cortana realizes the ship was way more damaged than she thought, and now they only have six minutes to escape the ship that is supposed to have such a huge explosion that it burns to over 100 million degrees and it destroys all of Halo. Totally. Is this climate change? But so far, we're only focusing on escaping just the ship. Yeah. (laughs) But for right now, your ass is trapped. We're worried about getting off the ship and Halo's about to explode. Yeah. In six minutes, so... I'd rather die outside. Thankfully, a trusty warthog is available and Master Chief drives for his life while the ship is exploding all around him. Yeah, Roadhog. He finally makes his way to the extraction point out in the middle of a bridgeway, like, between two buildings, and Master Chief watches as the ship gets shot down by two Covenant ships. Fuck yeah! And your one friend who was, like, in that drop ship the whole time, she goes down, crashes, and dies. (gasps) Uber! Cortana quickly comes up with a new plan. There's a short-range fighter ship in one of the launch bays, but there really isn't enough time to get there. But it's the only option. So Master Chief gasses the Warthog and hauls ass out of there. As he drives and everything's just exploding around him, he manages to get through a shortcut or two that gets him to the bay faster. That's cool. At one point, Cortana says a bridge is out, but if he goes full speed, he might make it. And you watch as he doesn't make it, but crashes through a window and onto a new path instead. (laughs) That's actually really funny. Oh, the escape is so thrilling. That sounds fun, actually. It's so fun, and it's just so action-packed and so quick, because there's timers and, like, distance checkpoints that you got to hit, and, like, if you're not doing it, you're going to fucking die, and it's scary, and it's wonderful. So, meanwhile, the Covenant and the Flood are all attacking your vehicle while you're running, and Master Chief just has to, like, run over them or leave them to explode. That's awesome. Master Chief finally makes it to the launch bay, and a full war is occurring between the Flood and the Covenant in the launch bay. Sure. And Master Chief has to use their battle as like a distraction and charges for the one remaining ship. Both enemy armies chase him up the ramp as he closes the door on them, locking them all out. Master Chief fires up the engines and blasts the fuck out of there. As Master Chief escapes, we see one of our old Marine friends down on the ground, just like outside the ship. Ugh. He's in the middle of a fist fight with a Covenant soldier, and they're both winning. Oh, shit. They're just beating the shit out of each other. Then they hear a big explosion, and they both look over at the ship. The Marine says, this is it, baby. And he and the Covenant soldier hug each other as the fire consumes them. What did I fucking say at the end of my bullshit? <laughs> what did I fucking say? Tell me. Rewind the tape. No, go ahead. I know you're really happy. They're going to be friends. They're going to be friends. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They were about to kill each other, and they're like, oh, we're both fucked anyway. I called it. I knew everything about Halo. I'm the master chief. It's such a bro hug, too. It's just such like a, oh, fuck it. Come here. We're going to die. Let's cuddle. So Master Chief flies off of Halo, and we're treated to a beautiful explosion where the old ship once was. Does he look at the explosion? Oh, yeah. He goes back, and he looks at it and everything, watches it all go. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Like the Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Master Chief's ship has some warning lights go off, and Cortana tells him it's safe to turn off the engines to let them cool down for the time being. Like, they're out of range. 
They look back as pieces of Halo fall apart and crash into each other and fall down to the orange planet below, burning up in its atmosphere. Can I make a prediction? Okay. It's going to pan out to him sitting in the ship, and there's going to be one, like, flood grunt on the back, and I'll go, dun, dun, dun. No. No. Sorry. How do they set up for a sequel? Master Chief asks if anyone else made it, and Cortana says they're all that's left. Cortana justifies it because they saved Earth from both the Flood and an entire Covenant armada, and Cortana says that at least Halo is finished. To which Master Chief responds, No, I think we're just getting started. Cut to franchise. And that's the end of Halo. And that's how they set up the sequels. Fuck me. Okay, so I was right about most of it. Oh, most of it, yeah. Yeah, there were... Aliens? There were aliens. Okay. There's there a whole bunch of fighting. I think there I was said, some fighting. I think I said there were some army marines or a branch of military. That's close enough. Sure. Uh, yeah, I won. You won Halo. I actually got really into that. That was really fun. I told you it was going to take you for some surprises. The surprise was that I liked it. Yeah. I'm happy you liked it in the end. Because, yeah, it's uh, it scared the shit out of people when the Flood showed up because you don't expect it. Yeah, you're like, no, I have one enemy. And, like, no, there's a few enemies. No, and your enemy has the same enemy as you, and they're not your friend. Yeah. That's what makes it even more fun. Because usually, yeah, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. No. Not the case Three in this situation. fight. Now, I won't say that's not the case for future games, but we'll get to those in a future episode. Yeah. And you kind of battle technology, like Wheatley keeps fucking shit up. Yeah, there's the just like this really diligent monitor who's like, I'm just trying to follow protocol here. He wasn't like a bad guy. He's he just, a fucking hull monitor. What is this shit? Yeah, he's just like black and white follows the law, which, as we all see, is terrible. Yeah. You never want to be black and white. No. You should live in a world of gray. Actually, a world of color. Yeah, like Disney. Yeah, don't live in a world of gray or black and white. Live in technicolor. Like the rest of us. For all of our colorblind listeners, yes. Tom means that as a personal attack oh, and thinks yeah. you're a lesser person. I want to make sure you all feel personally attacked. <laughs> uh, especially my friend Adam, who, when we would play Halo, couldn't use the little radar in the corner because it glowed green and red, and he couldn't tell the difference between those two colors. He was so colorblind that he like couldn't tell green and red, so that... That's the most common of the colorblind, is green and red, so he could never use the little... Yeah. That's so sad! Yeah, the radar did not work for him. I was joking, you fucking prick! (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. Hi, Adam. So this has been an episode about Halo, but mostly about how horrible Tom is. Oh, come on. I'm kidding. He he always joked about it. You gotta have a sense of humor. What's that poem about dogs? It's like, roses are gray, violets are gray. Everything's everything's gray. gray. I'm a dog. (laughs) Like that. I mean, obviously, that's the first installation of so, so many. Of so many Halos. Insane franchise, insane fan films. Rooster Teeth is basically the house that Halo built. Like, insane. I mean... In four years, they had sold five million copies, which was just... Fucking, that's insane. Unreal, especially for the time. Oh, yeah, totally. Call of Duty actually just broke 500 million, and it's been out for like a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty big. But what was it? Grand Theft Auto Five just became the largest selling game of all time. I sent that article to you. Yeah. Because was... I was like, you still play that. To me, it might be the best game ever made. I mean, I think those numbers don't argue with you. <laughs> at, at the very least, the storyline is one of the best storylines I've ever played. And then the fact that they've made so much extra content for free since then is mind-blowing. I like Trevor. And yet it's still so profitable. 
Yeah. Which shows that you don't have to do these stupid season passes. You don't have to do all that extra DLC. You can make all of it a part of it. You know what? If people want more, they'll buy the credits. And that's all that they charge for is just extra in-game cash. Yeah. Which is brilliant. Rockstar You can it. earn it or you can buy it. Totally. And I like that. Yeah. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's that's, a, that's another episode where Different it's just entirely. us talking about how wonderful <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is. But no, I, I liked this a lot more than I thought I would. I mean, I really thought it would just be a, a dumb testosterone Mountain Dew fucking Tostitos game. But this was awesome. It's like I said, the, the multiplayer aspect turned it into that because... Yeah, the game. This gameplay was a long gameplay. You know, the campaign mode was it sounds long. Was several hours. You know, probably about fifteen hours, ten to fifteen hours of gameplay, which is pretty respectable for a first-person shooter. Totally. It's the hundred and fifty hours they put into multiplayer afterwards that right. really take it all over. I wonder if it's like a Rick and Morty situation where the content is great, but the community is ruining it. Like, you've seen all these articles about the Szechuan sauce and how they were attacking female writers for being females, even though they're writing some of the most prolific episodes of the series, (laughs) like... And I've never seen a Rick and Morty, like, comment section without the one comment of the person that goes into detail about how a person must be intelligent to watch Rick and Morty. I saw that you commented on that today, on the one group that we're in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Every time I see it, I I, I actually go through and just look for it, just to like it. Yeah, like, there's gonna be a paragraph about Wubba Lubba Dub Dub for no fucking reason. Yeah, it's the same one every time that somebody had posted a long time ago. It yeah. just always gets copy-pasted because it's too classic to like just demonstrate how awful their community can be. Yeah, so I think it, I think Halo might have fallen victim to that because when I think Halo, I think Taco Bell and Mountain consumerism and, and neckbeards screaming at each other and calling each other terrible names and stuff. And like those are the kind of people I experienced that were all about Halo. <laughs> right. So I was like, this game must be fucking awful. No. You're fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> this game sounds awesome. Don't blame the fans for the product. It's hard to separate that sometimes, especially if you're not familiar. But Halo, I take it back. That sounds fucking dope. And to the guy that wrote in the teleportation, I feel you. <laughs> you are my friend. And, like, the zombie face huggers sound so fucking cool. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. And I feel like there have been iterations similar to that in media, a lot of horror movies and a lot of video game titles since then, like these bulbous things that are zombified and use you as a host, like that's so icky and creepy and I love that. I mean, the game spawned the phrase, the Halo clone, because of games that later came out that were just another version of Halo, Yeah, and uh, that's a big part of it. That's so cool. I mean, if you're going to rip something off, this sounds like something awesome to rip off. Yeah, there's, there's a reason for its success. There's a reason for everything. And uh, I'm glad that you finally get get it. I know. I totally get it. This sounds fucking rad. Yeah. I don't think I care for the fans. Eh, it happens. Or at least the ones I've met. I'm sure there are lovely ones out there. Yeah. Somewhere. Probably far away from me because I have not. <laughs> I'm a fan. You like me. I haven't seen you play Halo since we've been together. No, I haven't had an Xbox in. Oh, holy shit. Happy decade. six year. Oh, thank you. We've been too. together for fucking ever. Six years, everybody. Yep. That's all like right. two Halos. Well, I think that's all for this week. Yeah, this was this was dope. It was a little heavy and spooky, but I fucking love that. Yeah. Stay tuned. We have a very special Christmas episode coming up. Keep, probably. Probably, maybe. Maybe. It's a possibility. Yeah. I really want to do one. I can't figure out what to do. All those Christmas games that come out every year. Yup. Yeah. Maybe we'll just have to pick a game that came out at Christmas 
that people remember from their Christmases. Just a holiday release? Yeah, That's something. That's no fun. I want to find, like, a fucked up horror survival game with Santa. We'll find something, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll figure something out. If anybody but... has any recommendations. Yes. Um, all of our contact information is down below. Feel free to tweet either of us, Instagram. We have an email that we both check very regularly. If you have suggestions, please shoot them our way. Halo, obviously, is a big fan favorite. Mm. We'd love to hit up your favorite games. Um, we like doing the older ones because there's usually a richer lore and we can buy more data on the creators, what they're doing, inspiration, stuff like that. We also just don't want to spoil anything that's still so new that people might still be wanting to play it. Yeah, this game is old enough to drive, so we're like, we're out of the spoiler zone. Yeah, it's 16 years old. I think Halo's very easy to go ahead and just let everybody know what happened in Halo. Yeah. Also, how does Call of Duty World War II end? We don't want to spoil it for you. I don't want to find out. You don't want to know how World War II ends? <laughs> I, I think I've, I've... I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Death. Lots of death and How does Overwatch end? It's still going. Exactly. That's the beauty. How stoked are you for Blizzard World? I, I mean, I'm excited. I don't even give a As shit about... As an old school World of Warcraft player, I'm really excited to see Blizzard World. As someone who's only interacted with Overwatch, I don't care. It looks fun. Yeah. Which is is good. If they can make something that is referencing a whole shit ton of other things and you like it and you know know what those things are. It's an amusement park. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I just want to also say, if you are fans of us, you should check out our other show that we just launched called Denver Bound. It's Denver Bound! So Denver Bound, uh, what's happening is Andre and I are moving from Los Angeles to Denver, Colorado, and we are going to be documenting our journey. So you can join us there and check that out as well. Otherwise, Goombas, we'll see you next time. We love you. Stay away from the flood. Bye. Bye.